Hello, hello. I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamer, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I posed a question on Instagram asking what topics you all would be most interested in hearing about on the show. And several of you said that physical wellness is a big priority for you right now and for this year, and that you wanted tips on manifesting a healthier lifestyle or just feeling good in your body, whether it's dropping some pounds or getting stronger. So anyway, I was planning to do a solo episode on this topic, and then I get introduced to Felicia Romero. It was truly divine timing here. I think I got an email from her team maybe three days after I got some of your responses. So Felicia, she has spent her life really in the fitness industry and her background is so cool, you guys. She was a top five pro figure competitor. She's a fitness model. She's graced the covers of tons of different magazines. She opened and owned three gyms. She's been on a fitness reality TV show. I mean, the list goes on. And now she spends much of her time growing her own online business where she trains and mentors other fitness coaches through her various programs. So today I talked to Felicia about all of those things that I just mentioned and what it really takes to achieve a healthy, balanced life and why fad diets don't work and how mindset is everything. We also talk about how to manifest your healthiest goals by channeling and embodying your highest self, which you know is something you do with a lot of the different things that you want to manifest. Um, but by, by doing this and by embodying your highest self and your healthiest and fittest self, it really helps you become that person. We also go into reframing your limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck in unhealthy patterns. And, and then we talk about goddess yoga, which you guys, you've got to stick around till the end of this episode to hear what this is all about, because at least for you ladies out there, you're going to want to try it. I know I am. So before we jump into the conversation, I'm going to just put in one request. So as you probably know, if you've been listening for a while, I do not monetize this podcast with ads. I rarely sell anything. Um, I don't do any, you know, third-party promotions, but I want to keep it going. And I, I'd love for the podcast to reach more people, to help more people. That has always been the goal for me. That has been my why. So my request is simply to share it, share it with your friends or your family members, post a screenshot on your story. And please, if you haven't done so already, please drop a rating on iTunes or on Spotify, which you can do now. It takes 
literally two seconds. It just helps get, you know, the podcast out there. It helps me get interesting new guests and it helps other people who could really use it right now. The encouragement and the guidance and, you know, the tips and techniques and hear hearing from some of these inspiring stories of people who are manifesting their dreams. So that's it. Just please, if you could share it or rate the podcast, it would really mean a lot. Okay, let's jump right into the conversation with the amazing Felicia. Hello, hello, Felicia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay. So Felicia, um, you have quite the story and um, I've done my own digging and I am so excited to hear more, um, especially around just all things mental and physical health and business and of course manifestation. But I want to start with you introducing yourself and sharing three things that you are grateful for on this fine Wednesday Mm. morning. Thank you. I love starting out with gratitude. I think that's so amazing. Actually, I'll start out with gratitude and then I'll give a little bit, a little summarized backstory on me. Um, So three things I'm grateful for this morning. Number one, absolutely my health. I have lived many years, not uh, my best and optimal health when it comes to mental health, when it comes to like, you know, feeling like a prisoner in my body. So that's something I definitely do not take for granted. Just the the, the feeling of health and wellness and feeling good and waking up without anxiety or depression. Um, I'm grateful that I can go to the grocery store and buy the suja juices that are like six 99 a piece. And I (laughs) don't have to like, look at the price tag. And I'm like, I want these juices and I don't have to be on a budget anymore or like not buy the juices. So that's like deep gratitude for me is not have to live in that place anymore. And then I'm grateful for my family. Um, always been there for me. I think that's something obviously that, you know, all of us, you know, you know, it's just one of those things that I think hit really hard for me. For me, I like, as I'm approaching 40 family has become so much deeper for me as I've gotten older. So yeah, those are the three things I'm grateful for. I love that. Thank you for asking. Um, and a little bit about me. So, you know, I'm from Arizona been in the wellness, health and wellness space. Um, since I was 21, I opened up my first gym at 22. Uh, I was an Arizona, I'm an Arizona state alum, got my bachelor's and my master's from Arizona state, uh, in exercise science. And then during that time, it was kind of that spark in me. I knew that I never really wanted to work for anyone. Uh, so I'm approaching 40 this year. I'm going to be 40 in June. And I was thinking about this recently. I was like, wow, I've never had like a real job, you know, where I <laughs> was an employee and I was had a W-2. I, I yeah. never had that. I've always sort of worked for myself. And so opened up my first gym uh, in my early 20s and then went on to open up uh, three total gyms over the course mm. of 12 years. And sold my last space in 2017, uh, early 2018, to pivot into the online space. Um, throughout that time, I competed. I was an IFBB figure pro. So if any of you know, maybe your audience is not familiar, um, think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and yeah. he was a competitor. I sort of, I competed in the figure division, which wow. is sort of like a beauty pageant with muscle. 
Yeah. And that really allotted a lot of opportunities for me. I'm eight time fitness cover model, been on covers of oxygen, muscle and fitness, hers, flex magazine. Um, I've dabbled in reality TV. I've done public speaking all around the world. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, a lot of different layers to my story, but overall health and wellness has always been sort of that, that forefront for me, um, from gyms to now what I do in the online space. And, um, yeah. So that's a little, that's that. me in a nutshell. I love that. And, um, first I just have to ask, so you're, you graduate, you're 23 years old and you open your first gym. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like an easy feat. How do you even, how do you even like get started doing that? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great question. Cause you know, back then we didn't have there was no social media. I was, I remember I had to like Google business, you know, how to write a business plan, Yeah, and, you know, all those <laughs> things. Like I didn't know. And, um, I remember it was our first storefront. So I was with a partner at the time and it was a little 1500 square foot uh, space about gosh, maybe two miles from where we lived. And, um, the landlord was actually a client of ours, like a personal training client. And so he's like, Hey, I have this space. Uh, would you guys want to rent it? Cause before we actually started training people out of our house, our garage, we, we changed our garage into a studio. We got it insulated. We put in a service door and we literally wow. just worked. I, so I worked out of my garage while I was going to school because wow. it allowed me to, you know, go, take my classes and go to school. And at that time I was actually, um, studying law. So I wanted to be a lawyer. Well, actually my mom wanted me to be a lawyer. So (laughs) I took my LSAT for law school and I was an intern at the house of reps. I mean, I was definitely going on that road and I knew that I needed something flexible. So that's why we started training out of my, my, the garage, but the Mm -hmm. client of ours, he owned this space and he's like, Hey, I have this little 1500 square foot space at that time. This is crazy to even say, but it was like a dollar a square foot. So our Uh overhead was very inexpensive. And, you know, uh, we put about $10,000 into the equipment and we started, you know, our own little studio, personal training studio. And yeah, at that time I didn't have, you know, business lessons. I didn't have any business experience. I think for me, and I, I, if I were to summarize this, I was very big dreamer I have these big visions and uh, being a manifesting generator and also Enneagram three, I tend to be able, I'm able to implement and I'm able to take action and just like not even worry about the risk or worry about any of like how I don't worry about the how I just find a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, that was a, that was my first studio. Yeah. That was sort of the, the route we took. I love that. And that is 100% manifestation, right? I mean, you believe Mm -hmm. it, you, you don't worry about the how you take action and Mm -hmm. it happens. So would you say then I guess tying this to manifestation, was that your first big manifestation or have you all like, did you grow up with this kind of mentality? Mm, I, you know, honestly, I didn't even know what manifesting was back then. But I guess if I were to like really think about it, yeah. Like I would visualize and I'm also a daydreamer. I Mm -hmm. love to to just daydream and visualize. Like I remember just visualizing these things, visualizing me, you know, and I was an athlete as well. So I actually played uh, collegiate softball. I, I went to Arizona state and like, you know, prior to that being in high school, again, I didn't have any sort of like uh, leader. Cause my mom, you know, my mom is great, but she didn't have the experience. She didn't go to college. So i really didn't have, and I'm the first born. I was the you know oldest child. I didn't have anyone to really 
help lead me or inspire me to get to that place. Although my mom is amazing. She always, you know, you know, she, she had a lot of big dreams for me and, and she always, you know, put that spark in within me, but Mm -hmm. I had to really figure it out, figure it out on my own. And for me, that was the dreaming bigger and finding a way to make it happen. So absolutely. If I were to kind of think about back then manifestation was absolutely prevalent in my life all around me. You know, it's like, I would dream about these things. I would think about them. I would see them in my head. And again, finding a way to make it happen. And one of the best experiences is seeing, you know, seeing your actual vision in a tangible way, right? Mm -hmm. So seeing the thing in your brain, in your head and, and thinking it, and then to actually physically see it come to light is the most powerful, the most rewarding feeling that I could have had. It is, it is all, I mean, every time for me also, when, you know, my vision becomes reality, that moment is always like this combination of being so excited that, you know, you did it and you achieved achieved the thing, but also like, wow, I am so powerful. And Mm. this universe is so powerful. Absolutely. so Felicia, if, if you had to, if someone, you know, is listening and they're like, well, I want to start a gym and I, I feel like I kind of understand what manifestation is. Um, but I don't know that just, it feels really big. It feels like a big investment. Like it's scary. It's, you know, is it irresponsible to be spending that kind of money if I don't have it? Like how can you, what, what kind of advice can you give to someone who's, and it might not be just necessarily opening a gym, but, mm. you know, making any kind of big change or starting something new. Mm, that's a great question. So I really, it, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of things, right? We have to have the belief and the trust and the knowing. And I I do think that's a a mindset thing. So really working on our mindset because you can have all of the strategy, you can have the perfect business plan and you can have all of the, you know, the strategy to get there. But if you don't believe that it can happen, or if you're still dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, imposter syndrome or mindset uh, or limiting beliefs, it's going to be harder to get there. Not that it's impossible, but I first start out with the mindset, you know, like, you know, having the belief and having the, the, the trust that it's going to work out and really just not even worrying, not worrying about the how, because, Mm -hmm. and that's where that manifestation comes in, right? That the law of attraction, that's where the universe comes in is when we really just release the notion of the how, and we trust in the process and we trust in ourselves that we are going to get there. But obviously without action, without implementation, it won't happen. So I think it's a really, powerful mixture of that, that trusting and knowing and belief and the implementation and the action plan. Yeah. And you touched on something that I think is, you know, I don't know if it's just, I'm seeing it everywhere, but I feel like people are talking about it a lot, which is this notion of, of imposter syndrome and, uh, and you know, how that really ties into your own belief and, and what you, you know, how you show up if you're constantly worried about how people are perceiving you and if you're coming across as an imposter, that's really going to hinder you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I was on your Instagram and I, I, I saw you've done a couple reels and you've talked about this a lot, but can you um, kind of define this and talk through how you can overcome this kind of imposter syndrome and what you've seen with your clients? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So this really, for me, this taps into, into your energy, like who you are being and versus what you are doing. Okay. So when we really tap into who we're being, that's where we really get into that mindset piece. And I do believe that there are energetic blocks that will stall your dreams coming true, that will stall your expansion, that will stall that next level. And number one is comparison, which can yeah. really lead into obviously that imposter syndrome. You know, a lot of clients that I work with are like, oh my gosh, I see this, this coach doing this and she's doing mm-hmm. that. And it's just not possible for me. Like that is energetically leaking your expansion, right? That's going to stall anything, you know, focusing on others is going to take away from the good things that are going to happen for your life. Um, Another energetic block that subtly, you know, just stalls that expansion is, is people pleasing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really letting go of the boundaries or not staying uh, true to your vision and your process and really pleasing of others. And this could come in the form of not showing up authentically online for the worry of what people are going to think of you. Um, And then lastly is overthinking. I think this kind of hits the nail on the head when it comes to not being able to pursue the dreams and the desires that you want is when we overthink it, we make it harder than it has to be. Right. And so again, really trusting the process, being highly committed to the process and really letting go of those expectations, I think is, is the, the quickest way to be able to make those dreams come true. 110%. And I actually think even for myself, and I've seen this for my clients too, is this whole, like sometimes your naivete is a huge benefit. So like for Mm -hmm. me, when I, when I started my podcast and started my business, I wasn't really looking at what was out there. I was like, I have this idea. I'm going to go for it. I honestly think if I had gone out and listened to a bunch of podcasts, tried to copy or, you know, sort of get like the structure and Mm. it it would have really held me back. Then I would have Mm -hmm. gone into this comparison game. And I think the same for, um, you know, anyone who's starting a business, you get into this like analysis paralysis where you're like, there's so many people out there doing so many different things. And mm-hmm. some of them are very contradictory. So you're like, well, should I do, uh, do I need to do a bunch of reels or should I be mm-hmm. on TikTok or should I mm-hmm. do this or this? And then all of a sudden you're not doing anything, right? Because, yeah. because you're trying, it, it, you know, you're confused and yeah. overwhelmed, like you said. So I, I almost think that, I mean, the, the advice that I would give is just like, go for it and and don't look at what other people are doing. You might yeah. not be doing it quote unquote right, but no one is in the beginning. Mm, yeah. A question I love to ask myself, but also love to, um, you know, pose to my private clients, you know, when I'm really kind of showing up in that mentorship space and from a place of, of leading is, and this is something that your audience can, can use right now. Like if you're listening to this right now and you have a journal, or if you want to write this down, um, if you have that near you, you know, really kind of lean into this question. But if you had no expectations, if you surrendered into the journey, if you let go of the timeline, and if you knew it was all going to work out mm-hmm. and, the, and the how didn't matter, what would you do and how would you show up? Mm-hmm. Right. 
And that is so powerful. And that's something that I, I journal on, you know, every quarter it's like, you know, just release the expectation, surrender yeah. to the journey, let go of the timeline, because we're all so worried, like, oh, I need to, I, I didn't make this amount of money in the time I said I was going to, I must be a failure. Well, no, you know, your timeline is your timeline. It'll happen when it's meant to happen. And if you knew it was all going to work out and the how did not matter, what would you do and how would you show up? And that's such a powerful question to really reflect yes. on because it allows you to really tap into like your, your desires. Like what is it truly that you want to create? Exactly. And it's, it's tapping into that feeling too, right? Because mm -hmm. ultimately you just want to feel good. You want to feel fulfilled. You want to feel happy. So when we tap into that and detach from everything Felicia you were saying, detach from the how, detach from the when, detach from the specific outcome, like that, that is the magic and that's the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's like, you know, that's, that's what the most successful people I've seen have done, which is, you know, it's creating the vision. It's getting really excited. It's going for it. And it's just like pivoting, you know, like you mm -hmm. did, mm -hmm. um, when it doesn't feel right anymore. So on that topic, I would love to hear So you have been in the fitness, physical health space. Um, one, how, you know, you started in, obviously you were an athlete and you started these gyms when you made the pivot to the online space, like, what was that like for you? And, um, why did you decide to do that initially? Mm, that's a great question. So, so my initial like desire, I, I, I would say the last five years, I really started leading from a place of, and really tapping into my core values. Um, and as I started to become a better leader, become a better entrepreneur and business owner, tapping into my core values is something that has really allowed me to excel. And what that means is creating from a place of core values. And so, so mm. over the years, as my core values has shifted and especially the last five, six years, you know, that was for me more time freedom. I was a slave to the gyms. Right. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs who are especially great at building their own brand, uh, a lot of those you know, and I would consider myself that have a hard time managing or delegating, right? Because we mm -hmm. think we could just do it all on our own, right? And we, we know yeah. the way we know. And so that's one thing that I, I look back on, if I would do it differently, I would have learned how to be a better manager, a better leader in that sense. And that's something that I feel at that time, you know, I lacked, I really lacked. So, you know, yeah, at my last gym, I had, gosh, uh, eight employees and I had about 13 trainer subcontractors that taught classes, but I still felt like a slave to the gym. And so I really, for me, it was freedom. Yeah. I wanted the time freedom. I wanted to also experience something new. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Julia, but I, I wanted a new challenge. You know, I mm -hmm. felt like I really excelled at this, at this space and, you know, it, everything just got so mon monotonous, you know, yeah. and I really wanted to spark a new challenge within me. And that's something for me I, I, is something that I've always been able to pivot whenever I feel like a certain thing is no longer serving me. And yeah. so that was it for me. You know, I wanted a new experience. Also at that time I had gotten to a relationship with my high school sweetheart and he had a son, you know, so I'm a stepmother and I just, 
I wanted to be able to just have more freedom to like spend. Cause I had spent so many years in that hustle, that like very hustle mode and go, go, go. And, you know, I remember it used to be a badge of honor for me of like only sleeping four or five hours a night. Whereas like, now I know I, that will lead to burnout, which yeah. is exactly what happened. So, yeah. um, so you learn, right. You learn, I, I had to go through all of that, but I, I really just, I wanted to experience something new. And so mm-hmm. when I pivoted into the online space, it was kind of a, a, an awakening because I was like, wow, I've, I built a brand and oh, this is going to be so easy to just now launch online. And that's furthest from the truth. It wasn't easy, right? I thought, oh, if I launch these things online, everyone's going to sign up and that doesn't happen, right? It really needs to be a little bit more strategic than that. And, and again, moving from like an in-person space to an online space, the marketing is different. Whereas like at the gym, when I have a gym, you know, I'm marketing to, you know, my five to 10 mile radius, Um, you know, there's old, there's young, there's people with different, you know, different goals. It's like you, you, you attract an array of people, whereas the online space, you know, it's really hard to be a generalist in the online space because you're not necessarily evoking any sort of action for someone to take or to sign up for your program. Right. So you have to get a little bit more specific, a little bit more niche, a little bit more solution-based in the online space versus the brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you were speaking, I have a question for you because it's, it's one that I've been asked a few times, but in your business, um, and now you've been in it for how long? Um, in the online space? Yeah, in the online space. Uh, since 2017. Okay. Okay. So for about five years, mm-hmm. um, what percentage would you say in, in your success, would you attribute to mindset and this, you know, belief and conscious manifestation versus the business strategy and the marketing and the tools and, and all of that and the launches and Oh my goodness. What percent? Oh gosh. Yeah. Like very high. Like yeah. 80%. Yeah. That's what I always say. I really like 80. That. Yeah. Like I, it is, it is a lot of, it's your energy. It's I your know. belief. It's your trusting. It's, it's because honestly, if, if we were to look at it, you know, it's, it's like all the strategies work, right? I could, yeah. I could give you five or six different launch strategies right now. They all work in, in different ways. But if I, if there was no belief behind those launches, if I showed up and people, and I, I don't know if how, how you feel about this, but I, I can feel people's energy through posts and oh, you know, yeah. I, I sign up with mentors based on yes, their, their, their business and, and the way that they show up and their, their results, but also their energy and their aura and, and connection and how I feel when I listen to them speak. And so, yeah, that's, it plays such a huge yeah. part. So I would say it's, it's up there. It's like 80%. <laughs> totally. And I think also not, maybe this isn't so much energy, but you can sense when there's this like neediness versus mm. a, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, if you want, if you want to join me, join me, you know, mm-hmm. like I have the confidence, I have the belief I can make this happen versus I need you to sign up because I need a client. For, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, and I've even noticed with myself that in those most there's, there are times when I'm like, you know what? I don't like the way that I'm feeling when I'm selling this thing. And mm-hmm. I need to check in with myself and maybe take a little break. And I feel like every time I do that, that's when like 
all of the emails come flooding in. It's this like, I don't, I, I'm good. I feel good. I don't need to be in this like energy of, of neediness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to talk now about, um, about the body and, um, you know, physical and mental well-being and wellness. And I, I actually, so, uh, few weeks ago, I put out one of those um, quizzes. Actually, I think it was just an open-ended question on Instagram. Um, what would you like me to talk about on the podcast? And I, a bunch of people were talking about like, I want to manifest a better body, or I want to manifest, I want to be stronger or leaner or lose 15 pounds. Can you talk about this? And I was thinking about doing a solo episode. And then it was like, honestly, the universe, I get an email and, and, you know, it's you. And this just was like divine timing. Like this is perfect. So Felicia, let's talk about this, like, you know, mindset and manifestation and, um, and this idea of, of, you know, creating a like physically healthier body and Mm. how do you, what is your advice here? What do you teach? I know that, you know, you'd mentioned or in your bio, um, the fad diets don't work. The quick fixes don't work. And I think intellectually, most people know that by now, but they Mm -hmm. still want to see the quick results and, you know, Mm -hmm. they can lead to quick results, but, you know, I guess I'm just going to turn it over to you, like, and get your thoughts on all of this and the advice that you give. Mm. That's such a great question. And it's a tough one because, you know, each woman and their goals are, it's, it's different. It's individualized. Right. And so it's one of those things where I, I, yes, I do believe that the fad diets don't work. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, let me search for, you know, that perfect diet, that's going to get me the X result. And, you know, the reason why that doesn't work. And the reason why diets don't work is because when we're always on this start stop, like we start a diet and there's an end date or we get to a certain place. It's like, what happens after that? And, you know, I'll mm-hmm. use certain examples and I won't name any sort of fad diets, but let's say we were like omitting whole food groups, or you kind of maybe adhere to diet culture. And like, you, you think like, oh, I got to, you know, do these specific things. There's these rules and there's these regulations that I have to follow in order mm-hmm. to look a certain way. And that's just furthest from the truth. Right. And so yeah. when we really tap into ourselves and what we enjoy, what works for us, um, that is when, that's when the change happens. But, and I often say this as well, if you can't, you can't love yourself healthy or thin or or whatever health means for you. And so you have to be able to show yourself self-love at a size, whatever size, you know, 14, 16, 20, as you would, because if you can't show yourself love at that size, you're probably not going to show yourself love at size six, eight, four, two, whatever, whatever that goal is for you. So, you know, that's, that's where I want to start. And so when I tell people, and when they are getting on their, their healthy journey, again, that's where the visualization comes in, you know? And so oftentimes I, and this is true in business. This is true in health. This is, I believe true in in anything that you want to start operating under, but can you start operating from that higher self, from that higher version of you? And, And if, so for you, if that is a healthier person, if that's a person that is has optimized energy. If that's a person that is a certain size and a certain weight and wearing a certain, you know, outfit or pair of jeans or whatever that is for you, 
can you operate and can you start showing up as that person today? Right. Mm -hmm. So when I think about, uh, let's say, you know, oh man, I, I really would love to be able to come home from work and, uh, have more energy and just be motivated to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Well, you can, you have that choice. And oftentimes we are operating under old beliefs. We're operating yeah. under the old, uh, rituals and habits that don't serve us. Yeah. And so it has to come from that higher vibe place, that higher visualization of who you want to be, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. of like, you know, if I wanted to make, you know, a million dollars this year, you know, if that is my goal, um, can I start making decisions from a place of what would, what would Felicia who's making seven figures, what kind of decisions would she be making today? Would yeah. she be wasting time, you know, playing a game on her phone? No, she probably would be, you know, implementing some strategy and thinking bigger picture in her business to get her to that place. So I, that's, that's where I would, would want, you know, someone to start. And when they were really wanting to like manifest that dream body or manifest mm -hmm. the dream life or health or business, can you start operating from that higher vibration, that higher, you know, higher self you today, and maybe even journal, maybe you even write down what is that person doing? You know, so if you're listening yeah. to this right now and you, you are wanting that ideal health, that ideal, you know, body, what do you need to be doing today in order to get there and write it down? You know, what is she doing? Yeah. Maybe she's drinking water. Maybe she has a self-care ritual. Maybe she's getting, you know, eight hours of sleep at night. Maybe she's doing some stress management, like breath work. Maybe she's finding a a workout program that works really, really well for her and that she enjoys, but it doesn't feel like it's forced or coerced, like she truly enjoys it. But I do also want to say that when you're starting something new in the beginning, it's not always going to feel amazing or it's not yeah. always going to yeah. feel awesome, right? There is still going to have to be some like willpower that comes in and some choices because, you know, making the choice to sit on the couch and not do anything and just live in pain is a choice. And then making a choice to get off the couch and go to go for a walk is also a choice. They're both choices. And so what, what choice are you going to make and what right. choice would that higher vibration person make? And so that's where I would start. I love that. And I, I also, and I talk about this a lot, but I think it, it just is so applicable in so many areas of our lives is we have to start feeling comfortable being uncomfortable. And even, mm -hmm. even more than that, it's embracing the uncomfortable feeling because we know that it means growth. We're doing yeah. something new. And once you kind of do it enough and you're like, I, you know, and you start to see that when I do things that are uncomfortable, I grow and I see results and the universe takes note and all these things start appearing and life gets flowy. Mm -hmm. And you, then, then you can really start to see when these things come up, like, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but this mm -hmm. is good. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. You're right. That's where the growth happens, right? That's yeah. where the true growth happens. And I, I don't believe like all growth needs to be birth from suffering or pain, but no. I do believe that, you know, making feeling uncomfortable or feeling like, you know, kind of a fish out of water is, is yeah. a great opportunity for you to grow as a human. So totally. Yeah. And I think there's a, a very big distinction between struggle and pain versus the fish out of water. Like this mm -hmm. is I'm uneasy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
I want to talk through a couple limiting beliefs, which I think are limiting beliefs and your response to them around this kind of physical health and, and um, feeling good. So what do you say to someone who says, I'm just big boned, I'm never going to get to my ideal weight? Mm, that's a great question. So the first thing I would say is what, like, why, like, why would you be attached to the, to the number, right? Mm -hmm. The weight number. So can we have goals beyond the number to start out, especially if you do, you know, if, if that is how you view yourself, can you view mm. yourself a little bit different? Can we change or reframe the way that you look at yourself and also change up the goal? Maybe the goal, mm. maybe your, your height, let's say you're, you know, five, five, eight, five, nine. And you're just like, well, I'm, I'm always going to be kind of bigger bone. Well, can we rephrase that? Like maybe the goal isn't necessarily a, a weight on the scale. Maybe it's a, a, a strength goal. Maybe it's a size goal. Maybe it's, Hey, maybe it's just, you want to run a, a 5k and that could be a huge win. Right? So oftentimes when we set goals beyond the number on the scale, the journey is going to be so much more, yeah. uh, so much more fun if I'm being yeah. honest, right? Because again, back to the lowering your expectation and surrendering, can we lower our expectation? The moment we put expectations or a timeline on our goals, I do feel like we limit ourselves yeah. because the timeline is irrelevant. You're going to get there no matter what, why does it need to be within eight weeks or 12 weeks. It's a journey, right? And so I think when we release that and we really reframe the way that we look at our bodies and we frame the goals that we have, because that number that is in your head may not even be realistic for you at that moment. Like what, like, why do we have to attach our goal to that number? So I would reframe that whole thing and just maybe set some different goals for yourself and start reframing the way that you look at your body and yourself. Yeah. And also what you said about, you know, tying this into the law of attraction is when we feel good, mm -hmm. that's when things get easier. That's yeah. when things get more flowy. And I think it's the same for your physical body, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is what, if you're going to just try, 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 and you're so you're beating yourself up and you have this goal and this date and you don't make, you don't hit it. Like mm -hmm. that's going to create this internal state of, you know, frustration mm -hmm. and stress, yeah. which is only going to manifest into more frustration and stress. And no, you're not, you're probably not going to hate your goals or if you For do, sure. it's not going to, it's not going to feel. Mm -hmm. that and most people, mm -hmm. most people set their expectations too high in the beginning right? Mm -hmm. We, we, mm -hmm. I know that I sometimes also struggle with this, like setting really high expectations. And I think it's, it's great to dream bigger, but we forget about the small wins, right? We yes. forget about the, the little things that get us there. And so we create these really huge expectations. And I'm going to be, let's say your expectation, or you set a goal of a 20 pound weight loss. And let's say you hit 10, all of a sudden we feel defeated. We feel yeah. like it wasn't good enough when actuality you lost 10 pounds of your body. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fantastic. Like, yes. I think we forget and we get lost in that. That's why I really like to release the expectation and the timeline and to really focus on those small wins that we yeah. accumulate throughout, throughout the journey. And then something happens when we celebrate the small wins, we're getting into the energy of feeling really good. Mm -hmm. And then that just comes back to us. Right. So it's, I, I love celebrating the small wins for anything. And 
I always um, recommend keeping some kind of victory log just for your life where you can, where you can, you know, write down the, your achievements, however small they are. When you're writing them down, you're in the energy of, you know, celebrating them. And also whenever you're feeling low, you can look at it and be like, wow, I've mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff. And that, that just comes back to you. Mm, yes. So true. Um, okay. Felicia, I want to ask you what goddess yoga is because I've seen oh. you post about it a lot Yes, <laughs> and I have a note here and I don't want to get to the end without asking you. Oh my gosh. I love this. This is okay. So this is a perfect example. So goddess yoga to give you guys a little background, uh, is I, okay. So I was a instructor, obviously a coach. I I've been coaching women for so long, and then I haven't really been coaching at all, uh, since I pivoted into the online space and created virtual programs. And, you know, now even now pivoting into fitness business coaching, um, for fitness coaches. And so I saw this certification and the woman that holds the goddess yoga or certifies was a past client of mine. And I saw that she was hosting this certification program in Sedona. And really, honestly, I had no intention of hosting anything or teaching it, or I really honestly just wanted to get certified for me. And part of my 2022, not really resolution, but intentions for this year was to kind of break outside my, my bubble, my box. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm taking piano lessons every Friday, nice. and piano, And, and so like, when I saw this pop up, I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to take that. I want to get certified in that just for me. Right. It's really kind of this, this like divine, sacred, feminine, like bringing you back to your body and home and sort of like remembering it's like this liberation, right. With your body and with the sacral movements and the throat chakra clearing, it's this whole like practice. And so as I was getting certified in Sedona, it was about a month ago, the end of February. And, um, it was a, four day certification. And I went through like all of the, the course and the certification. And I did some trauma informed therapy and certification as well. Cause I have to be trauma informed as I'm going through this practice, because you are releasing a lot of trauma and pain within your body. Right. And so, um, as I was going through it, I had these visions. And again, this is manifestation at, working at, at play here. Yeah. I had these visions as I was going through the yoga of hosting workshops and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I need to do this. This women need to experience this medicine. And so not even a month later, well, actually weeks later, I'm already planning my first workshop. This is how us manifesting generators work. Yeah. Just like yeah. make things happen. And I'm like a month later. And then I, it's, I sold it out in two weeks and uh, I held wow. it here at my house and held the workshop, which is a mixture of, so just to kind of give you an explanation of, of goddess yoga, it's, it's a series of rituals uh, within this, this class that gets you to a certain result. And for goddess yoga, it's, it's radiance. And, um, we start with a sister circle. We all share, uh, it's, it's an act of like being able to speak your truth and, you know, use your throat chakra. And then we, the practice of goddess yoga is about 60 minutes and it's a mixture of yoga, of belly dancing, of sensual movements, and really opening up your sacral, um, which is in your like lower abdomen, like pelvic area for, for Uh us. And so, uh, it's, it's just a lot of those movements. And so, and then the end, we end with a little bit of Kundalini breath work and a throat chakra clearing exercise. And, um, it's amazing. And the women that came up to me after from, you know, they, they cried, they released, 
their hips opened up, like just to hear the feedback from the women and what they experienced and what they felt. It's so liberating. And it's just like, it's an amazing feeling. And so, yeah, that's what got it. And I plan on hosting more workshops. And this is a perfect example of not putting yourself in a box. Mm -hmm. I could have easily said, well, I'm not really a yoga teacher, you know, right. like I'm not this right. thing. Like I don't, I don't teach. That's not yoga. my niche. That's not my niche. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't, you know, categorize myself or define myself as a yoga teacher. Like we can yeah. easily get in our heads about it and like, oh, yeah. well, this isn't what I do. This isn't what I promote quote unquote online. And it's like, yeah. no, actually teaching really lights me up. And this is again, back to like core values. Like if we lean into and really get excited about the things that light us up, we'll notice that when we put our heart and soul into it, the right people will come like literally Julia, this workshop sold out in less than two weeks. And it was because it came from a place of, of excitement and love. And, and even if it didn't sell out, I still would have had just as much excitement and energy if there were five women there or 10 women there. Right. So it's really aligning yourself to the things that really, really get you excited. Oh my God. I, I literally cannot agree with you more. And I think this is so important. And actually, I don't feel like I've talked about this enough on the podcast, which is this idea of, yeah, you, when you, when you take yourself out of this box and you follow the things that you're curious about, the things that really light you up, Mm-hmm. And just go with it without any expectations. I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I'm do I'm launching a high school course, which mm-hmm. is so outside of what I'm doing with Dream Your Life, mm-hmm. but I'm so freaking passionate about it and excited. Mm-hmm. And because of this, and I'm doing it with um, my business partner. I mean, the opportunities are just being thrown at us, and like we're just going with it. We're both like in it. And had I been like you know what, let me go back to my original business plan. Uh, This doesn't fit in with what I had planned for 2022. I would Mm -hmm. have just, you know, like this, this would have never taken off. And so I think just a good reminder that if it's something that you're curious about, that you're passionate about, go for it. Like there's Mm -hmm. no rules in life that are telling you, you have to Mm go on this one path. Yes. Oh, I love that. And you never know where that path's going to take you. I always say like, yeah, have, you know, have some, have, you know, some, uh, some structure and have some, some plans and some different things set out, but also yeah. leave room for magic, right? Leave yeah. room for the magic that may come along. So, yeah. I love that. All right, Felicia. So how do people connect with you? What do you have coming up? Absolutely. So uh, I'm super active over on Instagram. So you can, you can chat with me there at Felicia Romero. Um, I'm also on TikTok, but I use that just for more like fun, fun creation, fun content. And I have a podcast uh, called the high Felicia podcast um, that I love that I've had for three years now. And it's just, I love the podcasting platform. So fun. And um, yeah, I have a couple of things coming up. I have uh, like a Voxer, a six week Voxer group program coming coming up for ambitious women who really want, you know, the mentorship, but also want to close proximity to a mentor and coach for six weeks uh, within Mm -hmm. the boxers. So I have that coming up and yeah, that's about it, but um, a lot of fun stuff happening, but you can follow me over at at Felicia Romero and uh, you can see what's coming up. Yep. And I will have all of this in the show notes. Felicia, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I feel your energy for sure. I, I, I love it. I love it. And now you've 
pumped me up and it's the beginning of the day. So very grateful for you. And to everyone listening, very grateful for you too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And once again, if you enjoyed it or if you think or can think of someone that would, please share it with them and rate and review the podcast while you're at it. Um, I would be so grateful. All right. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day and go start manifesting your big dreams.